Today on the Venue Podcast, we talk about Dell shipping laptops with the Rogue Root Certificate Authority. We talk about Blue Origin beating SpaceX in the reusable rocket race. And we give you the best tech deals and what we want for Christmas and more. It's time for the Venue Podcast, the show that talks lifestyle tech, data center tech, cloud tech, business tech, phone tech. You get the point. Your hosts are Josh. You know, I'll tell you, China was amazing. Phil. We're going to do stuff to the car. Don't freak out. Will. One thing I do not like about the Apple Watch is the very limited set of watch faces. And the man himself, Mr. B, a.k.a. Brian. They type that password in, they're like, yeah, I'm going to get into this guy's stuff. And then they're like, oh no, crap, There's, you have to get this code. So sit back and relax and get smart. And welcome back to the Venue Podcast. We have a great podcast coming up for you today. Um, unfortunately, Brian Bouquois... And Josh Benedetto decided they wanted to go on this Thanksgiving Day vacation, you know? Together? Well, not together, but, you know, separately, but away from work. Uh But we do have some special guests, some fellow venueites that are participating in our podcast today. We have Terrell A. Carter. In the flesh. In the flesh. And Tommy McDaniel. Thanks for having me. Both fellow venueite employees. Guys, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do here at Venue, and then we're going to kick off into some tech news. Okay. Um, well, here at Venue, I am a part of the delivery service staff, uh, one of the, the systems engineers here. We deal directly with the customers that have any support issues, anything from the system, backup, uh, cloud, everything that we, we offer, we deal directly with those customers. Um, Tommy, you have anything to add? I well, work with Terrell, and I do the exact same thing as he does. So <laughs> right. Much we, do, we, do, we try to do a great job at it, or we, or we strive to, to be as great as possible at our jobs. Um, just a side note, I'd like to notice. Oh, well, I'd like to point out that it is podcast 46, and you guys waited 45 podcasts until y'all got me in here. Sorry, Look, Terrell. Sometimes We've been we, trying. Sometimes uh, we have to work out the kinks before we bring in the real talent. I take So, I agree you know, we have to, like, say, wow. you know. But it's, it's a pleasure being here with you guys, man. How are Brian and Josh going to feel about that whenever they listen to this? Brian and who? <laughs> DWI. Okay, we point taken. We have some new posts in the podcast. Anyway, let's get into some tech news today. Phil, you've got a interesting post or an interesting uh, news nugget that we like to talk about. Dell ships laptops with Rogue Root CA. Uh, kit installed, exactly what happened with the Lenovo and Superfish we we noticed a few months ago. Yeah, so if you remember uh, earlier this year, there was this big kerfuffle about uh, Lenovo shipping out laptops with a a malicious uh, root certificate authority installed on it. And basically what that means is you can use that certificate, or malicious people could use that certificate authority to sign uh, bad certificates and then they could use that to intercept the data that's supposed to be secure. So now we've got Lenovo did this and Dell is doing it, and it's just it's just a bad time. They need to stop doing this. Yeah. So what are they doing? Are they is is it being bundled in with some software? Is it part of the operating system in Windows that they're pre-canning with these machines? Yes. Yeah. What's the Exa- deal? Exactly. It comes it comes pre-installed on Windows like that. So, like if you just get a fresh Windows laptop and open it up, you know normally you see like if you go into the certificates, mm-hmm. uh, MMC, you snap in, you'll see like. Uh, Verisign and Global Trust, yeah. and all, you know the, the the big names in, in that. And now there's this eRoot Dell, I think is what it's called. Oh, great! Okay. And uh, it's you're not supposed to you're not supposed to do that. That's I mean you would think break these companies yeah you would think these companies have kind of learned their lesson by not doing things that customers don't want. <laughs> um, 
What's important is, do we know if this is extended to like the latitude line, or the is this is do we have to worry about it for enterprise tech, or is this mainly for your home users? I guess everybody, because you could, you know, enterprises may buy, you know, non-latitude Dells and or Inspirons for certain workloads. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think this is probably a problem across the board, whether you're in the enterprise or at home. I know for sure it was on XPS laptops. Did did you guys hear anything about any other laptops that was on? I haven't heard on any no, other ones. Not at all. Yeah, lat- it's still the lat- latitudes their business line. So if it's on latitudes, that makes us even even worse because it would compromise your, you know, secure business data if you know if somebody were to sign a fake root certificate. Yeah. So has, has yeah. there been any, any report of actually, you know, this, you know, I, I know this is not good practice. This is not what we want to see companies do. But has there been any definitive compromises that, is, that have happened because of this or not that we know of yet? Uh, I don't know that anything has happened yet, but the, if the potential is there, people will exploit it. Yeah. Yeah, so. exactly. I just wish companies like this would either sell you the bare bones laptop, no OS installed, and then hey, here's the disk. You know, you're you're buying the license. We don't put anything on it. I guess you can do that if you specify no operating system. But so the problem with that is if they put it like Lenovo a while back, they actually put it into the BIOS or the EFI or whatever it was mm-hmm. that it'll automatically install into Windows as soon as it detects that Windows is there. Now that wasn't with Superfish. That wasn't with another thing. But technically, you could. Reset Windows, install a fresh copy of Windows, and it would automatically it, comes back. it would come back. Oh, right now, that wouldn't work with Linux, and clearly, it's not going to happen on a Mac. But you know, they, you could even even reset, even you know, refreshing your laptop in that mm-hmm. case wouldn't help. So that's it's just a terrible situation, and they need to stop doing that. So companies stop doing that. Yeah, so kind of Dell's in my crap list now, unfortunately. Ugh. And Lenovo. Because I like Dell. I've, I've had Dell laptops before, and they've been pretty good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I, don't, Terrell, I don't have any problem with Dell laptops. Terrell and Tommy are sitting here with, with Dell laptops. <laughs> we are. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what's, uh, what's Dell's plan to fix this? I know that they, they tweeted out, like, they were, they were sorry about this, and they were, and they were looking into, uh, I think they sent out instructions on how to remove it if you have one of the affected laptops. Mm-hmm. How, how long ago is this supposed to be affecting, like, from this year or oh, longer gosh. than that? I read that it was recent. Dell laptops, okay. which, I mean, that could mean 2015, it could mean 2014, it could mean the last month. Right. So, I'm not hmm. entirely sure, but they they have been tweeting about it. Like they've they've responded, they've they've accepted responsibility, and who knows what they're going to do now? I mean, Lenovo did the same thing. They yeah. apologized. They said we're never going to do this again. And they did it again. Yeah. That's crazy. So, well, going from transitioning from laptops to the outer space region of technology um <laughs> that's, I don't that's quite, quite I, that's quite the jump i don't quite have the knack that josh does but i'm working on it um jeff bezos beats elon elon musk in spacex to the reusable rocket race yeah. do you guys love space i love space space is cool yes, it's it the is. final frontier <laughs> So, so this rocket, and we, we have this up on a website on the screen. We're looking at this rocket. It's, it looks really futuristic looking. It doesn't look like you know an Apollo rocket or something. It looks like new kind of cool rocketry. Um, this will actually take off, achieve orbit, and then actually will it re-enter by like coasting back down, or does it just splash down? I, apparently, it actually will actually come and land. Like an aircraft, right? I think it actually it doesn't achieve orbit. It achieves something called suborbit. Now, I don't really I'm not oh, in the space enough to know the difference. But right, it says uh, 
it, it achieves suborbital attitude. Uh, altitude, I assume that that's a, a big difference from orbital. But basically, yeah, it comes back down and lands. Whereas, you know, the one that, that Tesla, not Tesla, SpaceX sent up, theirs like missed their barge or something coming back down and right. broke. Right. Yeah. Well, it says here, we're looking at the website, it says um, that it achieved uh, 62 miles up, which is like you were saying, suborbital altitude. Um, the capsule then separated, and then actually the rocket, uh, I guess, would, would fire some retro rockets and actually landed a vertical landing at 4.4 miles per hour, which is pretty darn good. That's like a nice, easy ride back down. Uh, I would love to see how this would work when we start putting payload on these device, on these rockets because, you know, the trick is it takes a lot of energy to get something up to space, but it even takes more energy to bring it down, right? So it'll be interesting to see the technology that they have into these rockets that where we start actually being able to land a rocket. Um, and, you know, what can we actually – what kind of payload can we put on these things? Yep. You know, can we put a human up in space and then just have him come coast down like they do in Star, Star Trek or something? Yeah, as cool as this is, it's they didn't go as high or as fast as, as SpaceX rocket – the SpaceX rocket did, so – you know, even though they achieved something different that the SpaceX wasn't able to do, it's not quite as impressive as it could have been, considering the relative topic of space. Yeah. Right? So. But still, I mean, we look at this. This is like step one. This is like, right, hey, right, this exactly. is 1.0. Let's it's, see if we it's can— It's impressive. It just could have been— you Yeah, know. <laughs> it's, very, it's very impressive. If um, Look in the show notes on our blog, and they'll have some videos of both Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos' rocketry attempts. And we'll be able to see that these these rockets actually land, and it's quite impressive to actually see these things touch down. Now, would you guys be interested in going into, like, say, a commercial space program where, like, you you know, these days you go into orbits and you, and you so, buy your plane ticket? So, would you go buy a space rocket so ticket and take t- a trip to the moon? Terrell, Terrell <laughs> Daly is like, man, I want to go to space. I can't wait to get to space. If the listeners could have seen my face then you know that I wouldn't purchase a ticket to go into space. <laughs> Why um, not? Why not? You know, I just think that there's things out there that's meant for other people. And um, I'm not one of those people that want to go to space, man. I, I, I would rather stay grounded on Earth and look at someone else do it. So if you guys do it, I'll support you. I'll have posters and, you know, I'll put things on the blog and Facebook and Instagram and everything else. I'll be your number one fan on the ground. <laughs> I'm not personally You'll be our to ground space, support. Man. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll have on the same page. Tommy, are you going I, up with the I would with think the, it's going to be years before it's going to be safe enough to go on a consistent oh, yeah. basis on there. Even like the space shuttles, that they had issues with them. As many times they ran them fine. And right. it just takes one thing to That's the problem. It's, it's like you can't just have a small problem on a space shuttle. Yeah. It's usually pretty bad yeah. either way you yeah. cut it. Right. So would yeah. you guys go? I mean... Um, no, I think I'm with Terrell on this one. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Phil. Like I, I'll, I'll watch you guys go up into space. I'll just sit back and relax. Y'all are all wimps. I'm going. Yeah. I think Will is the the only one. Like, um, go I'll be re- retweeting Terrell. <laughs> go RT. guys in space. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I no, I'd probably be on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did just over the last few years. I used to have a weird fear of flying, and now I absolutely love it. Speaking of flying, we transition into our next topic. Uh, speaking of airlines, and I, I recently came back from a trip where I was on an aircraft uh, 30,000 feet up in the air. It wasn't JetBlue, however, but JetBlue is now allowing free in-flight video streaming for Amazon Prime customers. So, a 
apparently when you're on your plane trip, you can get on their wi- on on JetBlue's Wi-Fi, and then they're allowing you to have communications to the Amazon Prime servers so you can watch video. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think it's revolutionary. Uh, and in fact, I kind of wonder why this actually made some of the news sites. Uh, this was actually on The Verge um, <coughs> yesterday, right? Um, the flight I was on on United, actually without doing anything, I could get on their Wi-Fi. Now, it wasn't I could go peruse any Amazon content. They had their own maybe selection of five movies that I could watch, that I could stream. But I could stream, I could watch a movie if I wanted to through my phone. There weren't any like displays on the back of the seats or anything mm. cool like that necessarily for a domestic flight. But I could open my phone and you know I could see the where the plane is. It showed the um, the flight status, what state I was flying over, the altitude, the airspeed, all this cool stuff. Um, and I could stream video. But what's important is and th- the thing I didn't realize is I was like, well, let me go see if I can just get on the Wi-Fi. I'll see how much Wi-Fi is going to cost. And several years ago. I wanted to get on Wi-Fi, and I went to go do it, and it was like 15 bucks for the flight. And I was like, no, not doing that. That's too expensive. I don't want that. Even if it's a three-hour flight, which is my flight from Houston to Vegas was about three hours. But this trip, I turned it on, and I was like, $5.99. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to buy that. So hopped on their Wi-Fi, you know, put in my credit card number, blip, 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 and got Wi-Fi on my phone the whole entire trip. So roughly about three hours, I was... Snapping pictures on Instagram, <laughs> chatting with people, uh-huh. and it was like, bam, you know, right there. And it's incredible that now we can we can do this from thirty five thousand feet up. Was the Wi Fi speedy though? It was. I did not run a speed test because I'm like, well, I don't want to bring down the plane. <laughs> I don't want something to have some kind of weird effect. So I didn't run a speed test. I don't think that's how flight works, Will. <laughs> but I did actually. I did actually. Uh, the stewardess actually came by, and I had something open. And she was like, she was like, hey, you need to turn off the the broadband radio. I'm like, it is. And, I was, and she's like, no, nope, let me have your phone. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. Here, see, I'm in airplane mode. I'm actually on your Wi-Fi, because, and I think what you got, her, what got her a little confused was, when I was on the plane Wi-Fi, it still showed up that I can do AT&T Wi-Fi calling. So mm-hmm. she was like, well, I see it says AT&T on, you know, the little display, the you know, yeah. the banner. I was like, ma'am, look, I'll show you. It's in airplane mode. She's like, well, okay. I said, she says, I've never seen that. I said, well, it's because I can still place a call, but I'm using the plane's Wi-Fi. And she's like, well, you know, we'd rather you not do that. I'm like, well, that's not my intent, but, you know, this is kind of what the technology is. It's using your internet connection. Um, which I think only came out with iOS 9, right? That was a pretty new thing that Apple it did, come out Apple did and other carriers, AT&T not just Apple and AT&T. AT&T. Yeah. So yeah. it was quite interesting to have that... Uh, that experience now, even online in a plane. I guess if you fly a lot, it's definitely useful to have right. Amazon Prime videos. Right. Yeah. Mm. I, I guess. I mean, is it is it only offered in first class? Like, is this a... No, this is an entire plane. Really? Yeah, you can be sitting way in the back mm. and just hop on the Wi-Fi and there you go. Um, and for a, th- a, f- a three-hour flight, it's kind of worth it. I kind of was like, well, okay, if I was flying from like... Uh, New Orleans to Houston, Houston or Dallas or whatever, where it's like an hour. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to spend five bucks because it's five bucks however long your flight is. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're flying a five-hour, six-hour flight, whatever, you got Wi-Fi the entire trip. Um, but it was good. I mean, I, we, we actually we were actually at the uh, CA World Conference in, in Vegas last week, and 
Um, that was that was really good. A lot of good information that we gathered from that conference. But on the flight, that's kind of was mm-hmm. was interesting. One of the interesting things about us us going there. And that's per device, right? Um, hmm, good question. I think so. Okay. I think it's per device. Yeah, and in fact, I'm pretty. Sh- I think so. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because you have to put in you put in your Sky Miles number, mm-hmm. your password, your credit card number, and you say go get them. And I think it just validates it for the device you're on. Okay. So yeah, if you're on your iPad, you could do it. But I don't know if you want to like, hey, I'm gonna put my iPad, my iPhone, you know, all your connected devices, or you have family members that are on these devices. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's five dollars per device. See, that's what I'm thinking about. Because yeah. you know, me myself, yeah, it'll 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 be beneficial to pay five ninety nine in a three hour flight. Now, when you start to add the wife and the kids, then you know, it may add up to that's $30. when you pass that's when you pass that iPad around. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> Whenever, family. Yeah, whenever, whenever I fly, I always fly out of the Baton Rouge airport in the cheapest plane possible. So mm-hmm. I never get all these cool Wi-Fi things. But I, what I've read is that a lot of planes these days are they have like a server on board with mm-hmm. videos loaded, and when you connect to the Wi-Fi, you you get like redirected to a page, and then it says, "Hey, you can stream these videos." And if it's not streaming off the internet, it's streaming locally from that server or whatever it is on the plane. That's right, and I think that's what was right. happening. If you did not pay for internet connection right. on this United right. flight, you could still stream from. The server, if it's in the plane, maybe that you right. can get this content, and that would be useful for like Terrell's situation. So Terrell could, you know, if he has work to do, he can pay the five ninety nine mm-hmm. to get on Wi Fi, you know, check his email or whatever, and then his kids can watch the can movie watch a movie yeah. for free, and it, would, yeah. it doesn't cost you anything at that point, or just sit there and watch the plane move across the United States, which is right. really kind of cool in the first place. I mean, they will they will love it yeah. to see that. But I think we'll see more and more airline carriers adopt this and eventually it'll be free where it's like okay you know that's part of your that's going to bake into the price of your um ticket i wish it would actually do that i wish they would just say look let's tack on that five dollars to your flight and like now you get oh, free yeah. wi-fi that would be time. such a big selling point yeah it's yeah. the wave it's a new wave it is it's it is and flow. i think but another thing is is i noticed uh just in airline security not really airline security, but on the plane, it used to be they would say, okay, turn off your, you know, during takeoff and landing, we want you to shut down your device, you know, make sure it's all turned off, da, da, da. And this, this flight, they were like, nope, you can leave your approved mm-hmm. uh, devices yep. online. It's been just, for about a year now. Just make, yeah, just make sure Great. they're in airplane mode mm-hmm. and you can still listen to your music, whatever, take your photos and it's all good. <clears throat> so anyway, that was interesting. Switching from that... Moving on to something that uh, that, that Facebook is yeah, doing. We're going to talk about Facebook again. I know, I know. Yeah. Our last episode, we were, t- you know, we had uh, Julia Bro on, and you know, she was one of those people that's like got off of Facebook. Now Tommy here doesn't have Facebook. Have been, you don't have Facebook. No, no, I have not. You've never been on Facebook. Never have. Never been. Been. Yeah, so not Why only not? has he not, he hasn't left Facebook. He's just never been he's there never in been the first place. Why not? I never had any desire to be on there. You just, don't know what you're missing. Not really. What's you, that? You're not missing anything, Tommy. Of, Stay far fear, away. Fear of missing out. Fogo, right? Yeah, sure. You don't experience yeah. a little no, bit of Fogo down there? No, do not. Terrell, you're on uh, Facebook? Yeah, I am social media active. If he is. You call it. I would give you a fist bump, but we're too far away. And you might punch my mic. And I like no, I won't punch your mic. <laughs> um, so anyway, so Facebook has been testing something that is quite interesting in the work area. So now Facebook is actually starting to have Facebook at work services, which encompass uh, your company, which you can actually create a company site and then have uh, a personal Facebook account and your work account. And your work account will now be able to 
exchange chat chat with your fellow employees. You can post documents, post information that's self-contained in your um, in your Facebook work account. Facebook always does this when they see something new and rising in the marketplace, like Slack. They exactly. always do that. Exactly, and that was just what I was about to say. This is not new to yeah. to technology or to what people are doing in in in, in enterprise technology, right? Uh, Slack has been around for a while, and I think there's a lot of companies adopting Slack as a mode of communication, collaboration, even document management. People are using Slack, mm-hmm. so this is nothing mm-hmm. new. But it's just interesting to see. A company like Facebook, which has always been kind of that, hey, I'm a, this is a personal thing. This is my Facebook. You don't really mix. You may not may or may not mix a lot of work content in it. Now they are actually saying, look, you can have both your your personal Facebook account or profile and a work profile. You can switch between the two. Would you use that? Is the question. Tom, you want to take it first since uh, you don't have Facebook? I so probably still won't use it either on that one. But, uh, it would be weird of them doing that because that's for sites that block social media. Yeah. That would be one of the common ones you're going to block Facebook right off the bat yeah. from there. So you would have, I guess, hard time getting into that market more than um, other companies would be for getting into this. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. It, would, yeah. it could require a, a quote-unquote infrastructure change. We'd have to have link. our compliance manager approve this. Yeah. Mm, great, right? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of want to keep that separate. I mean, there are things where I will post workish stuff through Facebook if it's if it's valid and it's it's complementary to what I'm trying to to, to convey. Um, but should it be separate? You know, I don't know. Um, Terrell, what, what's your take on that? Well, Facebook now in my opinion, has more of a, a professional feel to it mm-hmm. because, you know, there's still millions of people on Facebook. You still have a million, well, not a million, but a lot of your relatives that's on Facebook. That's how they, they keep up with you. They live out of town. That's how they see your family grow and they can't be in the same state, the same place, and vice versa. So if there was any other social media platform that you would tie into the workplace, I think it will be Facebook. Um, for me, Facebook is probably the most vanilla social media mm-hmm. uh, account that I have because I have my kids and, and you yeah. know my, my yeah. mom is yeah. my Facebook friend and my auntie and you know all these people. So it's you know it has everything. It's by the book. It's nothing crazy. Nothing completely off the wall. Well, and that's also right? that's also what I was going to say is you know as far as social media technology i think facebook has so much power right with mm-hmm. the chat feature being able to upload vi- photos videos documents and their applications for mobile are outstanding right they're really <laughs> no i'm serious no 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 really they, you know they they're pretty cool facebook well, like, for ios is awful if you don't what? if you don't turn off background refresh and all you don't you don't remember all that stuff what they were doing yeah they, no. they were like they were like playing a silent audio clip in the background whenever you'd quote close the app so if you had uh, background app refresh on, or if you turned it off, it would do that, and it would drain your battery life and Ooh, all, all kind of stuff. Like there, it was, there was a big. <laughs> I might have to go back and big, look at that. There was a big deal about that a few weeks ago. I think they might have released an update since then to huh. fix it. But like some people were saying, they were wondering why sometimes their their volume would suddenly change when they when they went into an app with volume, and then suddenly they realized it was Facebook. I did not notice yeah. that. Now the one thing I'm thinking about shutting off because I've been having some battery problems even with my six plus. It's like. Uh, and I noticed that uh, Foursquare, I, I kind of dropped off a swarm because I'm like, eh, you know what? Eh, I've kind of gotten out of it. Foursquare actually is tracking where you're going 
Well, you're telling it it can do that. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> you're I'm just saying um, it, it tracks where you're going every single place. So, like, I opened um, Foursquare the other day. I was like, man, look at this window. Every place I went, it's got listed. And that's got to be killing your battery, I would think. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Uh, I really was wondering, you know, if LinkedIn is going to do something like this. Because I think LinkedIn is a work social site. It is a work social site. Probably would be the better place to put this. But I don't, well, you know, if you use LinkedIn app on your phone or whatever, it's like, oh, okay, you can't do so much with it. It's, it's Facebook really is the superior technology. But I mean, that's, that's what Facebook does is they see something coming and they say, okay, Snapchat's popular. We're going to make uh, Poke or whatever that app was that they made that never even got close to Snapchat. Yeah. I don't even know yeah. if people know what I'm talking about. I don't. But yeah, <laughs> they bought Instagram because they saw Instagram was up and coming. I mean, they, that's just what they do. Mm-hmm. They, they made a messaging app and that's how they, they bought uh, WhatsApp. And oh, that's right. I mean, they, that's, that's right. just what they do. They they just anything that, that seems like it could be competition to them in the future. Slack, now, now let's the, compete with it. Now, the biggest, have you, any of you guys use Slack? I know, Phil, you yeah. do. Have you guys ever looked at Slack? I have randomly, but I couldn't tell you like a, a, a user review of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's pretty nice. They have a pretty nice uh, iOS app. The web app is pretty cool. There's actually a, a, a fat client for your desktop that you can run. There um, there's actually a pretty good Baton Rouge Slack group for IT professionals and, and you know creative people that actually is very active. I mean, yep. I don't look at it every day, but every once in a while I'll creep in there and look around and kind of you know do that. Creeper. Well, uh, maybe that's the wrong choice of word. <laughs> I will go and uh, observe, right? Yep. And that. Yep. All so right. Something to point out about this Facebook thing, real uh-huh. quick, is I think it's right now it's only Android only, which is weird. It is. Which is weird it because is. usually stuff comes out on iOS first and Android is to wait for it, it but now it's the way around. It is Android only. Um, they don't have a release date for iOS yet. And the other, but the other funny thing is, you know, the, uh, there, apparently there is, I think they said 300. Companies already using this in beta, and the companies range from um, uh, investment companies, bank, real estate firms, beverage companies, travel com- companies, and more. Mm-hmm. So we're not just seeing this to deployed to the normal startups. And hey, you know, you're yeah. you're, you're, you're you know you're kind of Heineken, the Royal Bank of Scotland, two clients right there. Well, there's more than that. Yeah, that's two of their clients. And and that's, that's crazy. Two, yeah. So you wouldn't think, you'd think with banks being, uh, you know, having to deal with compliance and privacy, you would think, well, they, why would they be on Facebook with us? But maybe Facebook has got something. We'll see. Uh, so let's go ahead and answer one of our questions from our users. Okay. Since it's, since it's coming up on our holiday season, we have a great question from someone. That said, that reads, with all the hype about Black Friday deals, where can I go to find great deals online and in my brick and mortar shop? Phil, I defer this to you. Is that because I'm the deals expert? You are the deal <laughs> man. <laughs> so, in the past, the website that I use, used to use for specifically Black Friday deals was a site called BlackFriday.fm, and this year it seems like they're really not on top of their game anymore, and they have a lot of. Uh, it seems like maybe they might be marketing uh, certain things that they're getting paid for rather than just marketing the deals. Mm-hmm. So rather than going to that site this year, I've actually been looking more at Old Faithful Slick Deals. Slick, Slick, deals. Slick deals has a great Black Friday section right now where if you go to their website and go to the top, there is a Black Friday deals section. And they've got a list of all the Black Friday ad scans from uh, all the stores. You can search um what, what, what they do is they take the ad and they type out 
you know, every deal and that way it makes it searchable. So you can search for, if you're looking for a MacBook, you can search a MacBook and see who has a MacBook on sale on Black Friday or Cyber Monday or whatever the ad's for. Okay. So, um, and, and that is applicable to both online and uh, brick and mortar stores. So if you want to see Best Buy, you just go here and look at Best Buy's ad scan and they've, been, they've had it up for about a week or two now. And that's what I've been using and it's been great. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at some of them now, and, and you know, we, we you know, uh, Terrell here has been, Terrell here, sorry, <laughs> Terrell here has been wanting an Apple Watch, and look, now you can get an Apple Watch with a $100 Target gift card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you're Look at yeah. these deals. There's actually a ton of them. Uh, another thing, actually, I was kind of just starting to get into, um, and I, I don't know if I'm the only, I'm sure there's other people who do this, but have you ever been to RetailMeNot.com? Yes, definitely. Yeah, Absolutely. They usually have so I will yeah. check, like if I'm going to somewhere and I'm in a brick and mortar, I'll just pop on as I'm checking out. And the one I use a lot is I go to World Market pretty good, pretty often. Oh, yeah. It's and great for there that are store. tons of deals. Well, World Market, first of all, has like 20% off. Like every few days yeah. you can yeah. you can grab a 20% off discount, which if you're buying a piece of furniture, it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. So uh, what about brick and mortar? This does brick and mortar and online. Yeah. Anywhere else you want to go to look at deals? I mean, there's a few deal sites that I use, but if I'm talking about the one that has like the the quick, like you go there and they have the most updated information with the most people like commenting and posting and saying whether it's a good deal or not, or, you know, I found this cheaper a week ago or a month ago at this store. I mean, Slick Deals is really the best place to go. Yeah. I mean, there's Deals Plus and... Or just pick up your local Sunday paper. What is a paper? <laughs> is that a dead tree? You want to get the Thursday one. That's where all the deals will be listed after. Yeah. You have to go there you tomorrow. go, Tommy. There you go. There you go. I have gold school. Good so. memories of doing that in the past. Like my sister would be like the three paper. times yeah. the size of normal paper. Yeah. But yeah. the thing is, is, a lot of times you'll find things like maybe they'll have Best Buy. You'll have your local furniture stores. You'll have things that you can actually go look at, and it'll be in the paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. they, they definitely still put the the, um, the Black Friday ads in the Thanksgiving paper. But, you know, Black Friday as a whole is, is such a joke now because Black Friday started today. Yeah, right? I, I agree. They've so really <laughs> been going overboard. They have, like, Black Friday in March now. They'd be like, yeah. Best Buy will be like, oh, it's Black Friday when in March. Does, when does Black Friday officially happen? Friday. Friday. <laughs> oh, this fr- the, the, the yeah. Friday. The Friday after Thursday. Thursday. Okay, okay. Officially. But, of course, you know, there's places like, hey, our Black Friday deals last from five o'clock on Thursday through mm-hmm. Friday night. It's like, yep. well, that's not Black Friday. You're, you're yeah. coming to my... My turkey time, you know. <laughs> so it, it, I think it just becomes, uh, it's it's too difficult to keep up with just with the different the different places and, you know, they're trying to beat the next person, the next shop, the next store to have yeah. the best deals and, and get people in, and that extends all the way up into Thanksgiving. It's just it's it's a bit much now. It's not the same Black Friday like it used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen some places putting their deals on starting Monday or those past really? Monday. Yep. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It used to be that Black Friday was the biggest shopping day of the year. And now I think it's the Saturday before Christmas. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guarantee you every weekend until Christmas, there will be some company out there saying the Black Friday deals continue shop now. Oh yeah. It's, it's not, well, it's does ridiculous. It, does Amazon do something like that? They have Black, Black Cyber Friday deals Monday. On Cyber Monday. Yeah. That, that needs to go away. I don't even understand why that exists anymore. It's, it's so hype. Dumb. It's just marketing and, and hype for that. Right. It is. All right. Well, since we're getting the, since we are in the gift buying season for your loved ones, yourself, your tech person in your life, perhaps, what are some of the best deals or tech gifts that you are either wanting to receive yourself or would give to your significant other, perhaps? I need an Apple Watch. 
there's anybody out there that wants to buy me an Apple Watch, buy me an Apple Watch. That's what, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm looking at. Which, which model are you looking yeah, at? Yeah, which, which one do you want? Um, if someone else buys it for me, I'll get the, the stainless steel one. Um, 42, 42 or 38? 42. Yes. Because I, I, I suffer from this, this little wrist thing. So a lot of my watches are big naturally just because I have small wrists. So it, like, it goes along with my hand and my forearms. Mm-hmm. It's real awkward. Yeah. But, I used to just like big watches, but I like them now. So, yeah. yeah. So that's that's what I'm looking for. That is that is one one B one C and one D right now on my list. I was looking for an Apple Watch. <laughs> well, I, I had I bought one maybe a few months ago, and after I actually was the last of our podcast crew to actually buy. Well, no, Josh. Josh is still rocking the Pebble, but uh, when I first bought it, I was like, "Ooh, this is so much money. That's a lot of money." And I was like, "Okay." And I had a little bit of buyer's remorse, just slightly. But mm-hmm. then after a week after having, it's like, "Okay, I can't live without this now." You know, it's it's just. It's, I, I mean, think you I'm, I'm you'd get a little without it. But if if I get one, and since you know, even though we're a special guest, I, I feel like I'm a part of the podcast team now. So then, oh, will I be the last one to have the Apple Watch on the podcast? Still, Josh. We will see. Still, we'll Josh. See. Let's Tommy. see. Let's see yeah. after Christmas. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll do our post Christmas podcast, and mm-hmm. we'll have and see who's yeah. still invite, not in, rocking Apple. Watch. Invite me back, and I'll give you a review on it. Which which bands are you looking for, Terrell? Um, I, I'm not a fan of the. The the plain Jane black one, um, yeah, the one like, like Will has. I, I'm just not a fan of it, just because it's to me it takes away from the watch itself. I'm so, a, are you looking for like the leather bands or the sport bands? Other leather bands, leather to, bands to dress it up a little bit. Okay, so those I, are expensive. Good luck. Those are expensive. <laughs> That's why I need somebody to buy the Apple Watch for me, <laughs> so then I can buy the bands. There myself. you go. Yeah, I actually had. I started out with this band, which is the black, uh, the black um, sport sport band, right? Mm-hmm. And I bought the Melanie's Loop band, which I really thought I was going to love. I was like, oh, man, it just looks great. I love the texture. I like the way it's kind of built. It's manufactured. Just just mm, great. Mm-hmm. But after having it and wearing it for a while, I actually found it kind of uncomfortable. Maybe it's how I'm wearing it. But when I would, like, move my wrist, the uh, the little links kind of, like, I don't know if my hair was catching I've on it or, it or what. It just, yeah. it just didn't feel right. And I actually went back to my uh, sport band, and I actually liked this a lot better. Yep. Um, I think it's good to have a couple bands. Just if you if you're dressing up, you want to go out and have a nice band. Yes, go ahead and get the Melanie's Loop and suffer with you know <laughs> uncomfortable. Okay, yeah. But day to day wear, I think the uh, sports band are the most comfortable. Yeah, I'll definitely have a couple of bands just because you know it's an Apple Watch. I can't just have one band that to me that takes away from the watch. Like I I should be able to dress it up. With yeah, different things. I was in Best Buy the other day, and I was looking you at bands. Didn't buy I didn't buy an Apple Watch, <laughs> but I also was looking at bands. I just couldn't. I, I looked at the the product red one because I think the product red one looks really cool. Mm-hmm. I looked at the white bands, uh, and I just couldn't bring myself to purchase any. I didn't go to the Apple Store, so I think the Apple Store has more of the colors. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know, man. The black one just it it fits. It's, it's why it's, you didn't buy it? Why you didn't live on the edge a little bit? The red I mean, and white. You know, that's a, that's a bold statement. Like, it is a bold a, statement. A it's for a good cause. Because we all know Procter Red is Apple's. They give a percentage of the sale of each band to like the AIDS to Foundation AIDS or something yeah, like that. So that's awareness. a good thing. You should do it. But um, actually, I might go back and buy the red one. It's what are some thing. of the other colors they have? I forget. We're off on oh, a tangent geez. here. But. Walnut, Midnight Blue, which is navy, uh, Gray, Fog, which I have. Actually, that's my favorite one right now for the really? fall. Is the, this is the gray one. Um, they have a, a lavender one, a ro- like a pink one, a, a mint green one. I mean, it, they have a lot of a lot of colors now. Yeah. Best place to buy them is the Apple Store. Best Buy does have a lot, but they don't have all the colors. They do have the Proc Red, which I think might be the next one I get for Christmas, you know. 
Has someone else started manufacturing these bands? Oh yeah, you can you can buy all kind of third party ones, but the problem is with the third party ones is the lugs don't act, don't match the end of the watch, so they might like stick out a little bit or mm-hmm. stick in a little bit, and it kind of like it throws it throws me off. I don't, I don't really like it that much. Okay. They, there's so, really not that many third party bands. Oh, I don't think. Well, Best Buy does have third party bands okay. that you can go look at. I don't think Apple does in the store, but. I don't think they look I agree right. with you, Phil. They don't fit right. They don't look yeah. quite right. I think Apple still yeah. has got to, they just make the yeah. right band. And I don't know why, because all the specs are out in the public. It's mm-hmm. been out for a while now. You'd think someone could go make a decent band. And there probably are some out there that are really mm-hmm. nice. But right. And the so only fine. thing to, to keep in, uh, the other thing to keep in mind with third-party bands and bands in general is um, if you buy the stainless steel watch, almost all the bands will match your watch. But if you buy the sport watch like I have, the lugs, almost are all the lugs are for the stainless steel watch, so it won't match. Really? Yeah, so if, if you get the leather loop, you're good. A sports band, you're good. But like the, the leather bands, they're going to have stainless steel lugs, which would not match the rest of the watch. Oh, well, so that's right. That's, that's right. what that's most right. of the third-party bands have, are stainless steel lugs, so it's kind of annoying, but... Yeah, I'm going to just do? stick... You know, I'm sticking with the, the sports bands. I think they're the most comfortable, and they're actually the cheapest... At fifty dollars. At fifty dollars, yeah. <laughs> but you know, hey, I mean, right. versus uh, what is it, four ninety nine for the, uh, the top of the line, which Jeez. is the uh, link link. That's ridiculous. Which is expensive. Yeah. A know, band. A four ninety nine for a band. Just the band. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Anyway, so Tom, ter- ter- so Terrell. Terrell. <laughs> Will we we had his talk? We had his talk before we jumped on. Here. <laughs> I'm just gonna call you Tack Terrell A. Carter. Uh, yeah, thank um, you. So your Apple Watch. Anything else? Come uh, on, you gotta have more than one gift. Well, I got a sound bar last year, so I'm pretty, uh, pretty, pretty satisfied with that last year. What okay. sound bar did you get? Uh, the Vizio um, one four something something. I tried, <laughs> I tried to give you direction ZW. on the right one to buy, but well, you didn't listen. And I've been seeing more and more Sonus commercials ever since you gave me that uh, that recommendation. But you know, it, it was something else, man, to to drop that much on. One that's speaker, only, I was like, oh. that's the only problem is it, it gets expensive, man. Because yeah. that, that, I, I, I still do love those speakers and they sound great. Mm-hmm. I don't only have two, um, but you know, start small and build up over time. Yeah, I'm pretty Tom, satisfied with it. Tommy, what you got? I'm looking for me a new tablet for the either probably a Surface or iPad Air. I got a iPad 2 mm-hmm. right now, and with the I run a nine iOS nine on there. It's not made for that. <laughs> It'll it crash on me all the time. Really? Hang up. There's apps that just don't run good yeah. anymore. So I'm going to be looking around. I'm still kind of going between the two. So, so talking about the Surface, uh, you're going to look at, obviously, a Surface 4. Mm-hmm. Have you looked at – what do you think about the Surface Book? Have you looked at the Surface Book? They actually haven't been Best Buy now. Yeah. It's, I think there's going to be a little more than what I really want out more, of it. More in terms of price it's, or more in terms of just price, you don't want the I have function. a laptop that's pretty good. If I was needing both of them at the same time, I might be looking more into that because mm-hmm. it could pretty much take the po- uh, each either one and yeah. combine them into that. So, and I kind of feel you're right. I mean, if you're wanting a tablet that does laptop stuff, the Surface Pro Four is probably your best bet because you can get that that keyboard, you know, your pens and everything. I think if you're doing the Surface Book. I think there's better laptops you can buy that actually are really good. And although the Surface Book 4, you can still pop the um, the screen off, right? Yeah. But it's really more like a laptop. So, mm, I don't know. And they are a good bit more expensive. Yeah. yeah. I think there's going to be some sales on Surfaces on Black Friday. I know for sure the Pro 3 there's going to be sales. Mm. Um, and probably also the Surface 3, which, you know, is the lower end of Surface. 
but they I think there's going to be some maybe some small sales in the Surface Pro. What's 4. the best place if you're buying a Surface? What's the best place to look? I know we have a, a Microsoft kiosk in our mall of Louisiana here in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Would you buy it there or Best Buy? Which is the best place? For me, I would buy it at Best Buy, and but that's because of the whole Discover thing that I harp on every every time we get into the, the credit card discussion, because I would I would get it way cheaper. But um, I think Best Buy has their holiday return policy right now. I don't know if Microsoft mm. does that. So you know, if anything you buy from from like the beginning of November until like Christmas, you can return yeah. up until January fifth or eighth or whatever it is. So you know, if you needed to return it, you could. Yeah, I think I'm gonna lead at Best Buy, so mine actually might even go past. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. In yeah, part of go. January, so they extend the return times on mm-hmm. them. Well, Best Buy, you also get your rewards. Yeah. You know, so if you buy a lot from Best Buy, you rack up these Best rewards. Say something like that, you get a pretty good. Brief, you, you can get points to get. Um, only problem I've had late, lately is I'll, go, I'll get an email saying, hey, William, go claim your $5 certificate, and I'll go claim it. And then I go to the store, and they punch in my phone, and I'm like, well, we don't have any certificates. So I don't know. I guess I have to go back and figure out what's going on with that. But um, Phil, what you got? What do you want for Christmas or want to give someone for Christmas? Well, I, I have some, some – um, I have a, couple, a few things that – one of which I would say is a recommendation for people maybe with kids. Now, I don't have kids myself – of mm-hmm. course, but are you dropping like a negative information no. here? No, no. But do we have something coming? No. The front? Is, is, are Congratulations, you, man! Are you <laughs> expecting? Uh, Congratulations! No, this is amazing. Definitely, are you buying stuff for kids? I mean, no. So the other day, my mom texted me and she's like, uh, her her granddaughter, my niece, wanted an MP3 player, and I'm like, why did she want an MP3 player? And you know, I'm starting to think. Of, she's asking me like, what is the cheapest MP3 player I can buy for? Uh, my niece who does not have an i a phone or anything like that. How, was, how old is she? She's uh ten. Ten this year. Our phone. Whoa. Actually <laughs> so what I was gonna say is there are very, very cheap phones out there that can play MP three. So rather than buy an MP three player that has limited functionality, why not go buy a uh Lumia six forty for thirty dollars on Black Friday, which has an yes. S D card slot you can yes. you can stick a 120 gigabyte SD card in there and use it for uh, watching uh, videos, playing MP3s. I mean, it has all the phone functionality yes. on Wi-Fi. It just you just can't make calls. Yes. So, and I, that's that's thirty dollars at on at Best Buy on Black Friday. So it's really I mean it's impossible to beat. Yeah, you can't I mean, beat that. $30. But I mean, again, she's ten. The girl, little girl's ten years old. Right. It's time for a phone. <laughs> Is that how that you works? You go to Cricket, you buy the cheapest uh-huh. plan, you get an, whatever iPhone mm-hmm. you can or Android phone, uh-huh. and then you have the girl have a, a, a number. Because, uh-huh. you know, this is it's 10 is like the first – I think 10 is like a good age to start having a phone because she's probably going to be doing more things with friends. Parent needs to be able to, to track. The th- 10? Yeah. Terrell, you have kids. When, when would you get your kids a phone? Um, it depends because if – one of my kids is a little bit more mature than the other one at 10, then 10 may be the age for him to, to be responsible enough to have mm-hmm. a phone. Because, you know, a phone isn't, you know, the, the, the toy Elmo phone. This is a real phone. You can yeah. call people and you can contact mommy, dad, and all, you know, family members. So mm-hmm. if you're mature enough, then we may consider, like, mm-hmm. it'll be a thought to give you a phone at 10 if you still have a problem losing your key to the house, you probably won't get a house, I mean, a phone until yeah. you're 15 or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a big, at this age, then it's time for a phone. It, it all depends on the kid. Yeah, we actually bought, back when my son was around 10, we bought him a, it was a Nokia, 
but it wasn't a smartphone. It, no, it, it was so popular. It was kind of smart, and then he could play MP3s. He could take pictures. Mm-hmm. He could text, uh, and we could track him. But it wasn't, you know. Well, that was far. Look, <laughs> that was, and, and that's the thing. I said, son, you're now in Big Brother's now watching you. So we knew, we were, and it's good because when he goes with friends or. You know, we have other parents that maybe want to come take him and do stuff with their kids. And like, look, I want to know my, where, my, where my boy's at. And he knows this. I mean, he knows I can pull up, find my friends in the iPhone app and like see where he's at. And he's fine with that. Because I, like, I was like, look, if something happens and you need, I need to come get you, I know where you're at. Yeah, I understand that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Tommy? What's the age of kids should get phones? It's be around that time or on there. Um, most of them now, they play with their parents' phones. So they at least are around them all the <laughs> yeah, time. So right. you're not... Worried about as much as just breaking them like you would. If, I think um, the parents want to give the kids phones so they won't be playing yeah, with their, their phone, phone anymore. Right. That's yeah. a cop out. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's 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 no. a valid reason. Yeah, it's I would do out. that. But anyways, no. find a, find a, find a, a business like Cricket where you can get the cheapest plan, cheapest phone, and start mm-hmm. down that path. Now, so, something else that the ten year old like she's ten, so the phone has to be cool because she's starting to come to that that age where it's not just the functionality. Of the device, but how cool the device is! I so recommend you, the iPhone you know, 6s Plus. Well, See, well, that's you the thing. Or the Nexus 6P. That's the thing. If she was getting a phone, <laughs> she'd probably want an iPhone because right. she has an iPad. But okay. if, yeah. if for the purposes of playing in MP3s, I, I mean, do you really need anything more than yeah, like the thirty dollars you know, phone? That, I, I agree with you from an adult standpoint. Yeah, but as a kid, as a ten-year-old, I don't think there isn't too many feelings like pulling out your iPhone 6 and be like, hey, we're going to play some music off this. Yeah. yeah. So, But if she specifically if requested an iPad, it would be completely different. But I think she requested an MP3 player. So no, I, I don't I don't know if kids these days give, just think that iPods are the only just, MP3 players. Yeah. Kids these days, I sound old. The thing but is, so you, know what I mean. <laughs> you go to AT&T or any carrier, you can go get a free, was an iPhone 5C for like nothing and then just pay for your service. Yeah. Well, you that's know, not free. And the service costs money. Well, you know what I mean. It, you know, you don't have to go shell out the big bucks yeah. for the phone. It's, it yeah. basically give you one. So, yeah. yeah, that's a pretty good MP3 player. Mm-hmm. Or, or if you want, or if you're so inclined to join the Apple Music ecosystem, an even better choice. <laughs> so, Will, my choice for myself—that was my choice for other people. My choice for myself was, and I guess this requires a little intro. I actually, mm-hmm. I, I bought a MacBook recently, which is an entirely different story. So now I have a device with a USB-C port. Mm. And because I have a USB three a USB C port, that means I can charge from a power bank, like a, like a power bank from a phone. So, yeah, like like a, an external battery. You can charge that with a. I could charge oh, my MacBook from an external really? battery, like that's meant to charge phones. So, so, you, get, so you get a USB, a USB Type A to type USB a. Type C cable. Which, by the uh, way, you have to be careful with those. There's a Google engineer named, I think his name is Benson Lung, L E U N G. He's been going around on Amazon reviewing those cables to say that these are within spec or these are without. Uh, these are out of spec because some of them are out of spec. So you make sure you buy one that's in spec. And uh, just plug that into the battery pack, and I could actually charge my MacBook through an external cool. battery so to add even more battery life to this thing that already has 10 hours of battery. Yeah, some of these so. battery packs are, like, ridiculously big. I mean, I have one that, that I've had for, like, two years, and it's 16,000 milliamp. I think they even have 22 and 30,000 milliamp batteries. Those are, those are, those are big. Crazy. The one I want well, like, 10,000. Yeah, so. they're big, but, I mean, they're, like, you know, like. They're, like iPhone, like, like two, uh, two iPhone 6S Pluses stacked on top of each yeah, other. Yeah, but I mean, you get thing. like four full charges out of these things. Yeah, for a phone. Yeah, for a phone. Well, for, yeah, for I a mean, computer. for a laptop, maybe yeah. it's going to be a lot too I'll good. probably get like half of a charge out of it, but that's, that's five hours. Yeah. 
So what else? So what else? So what else? You, so that's something you were giving to your that's, your that's, family. That's something you, that I would want. That you, is something that I would want. You would want the, the battery pack. The MP3 and the cable. player? No, the MP3 player was <laughs> for the family. Okay, so you want the battery pack. What else do you want? The cable to go with the battery well, pack. So okay, I can charge you get the my cable laptop. and the, what else do you want? I've already got the MacBook. I really don't need anything else at this point. And hence becomes my problem. <laughs> I think oh. I've bought all my gifts for myself this yeah. year already. So, so well, what do you? So I have? recommend my recommendations are. Um, Amazon Echo. I've had mine for probably six months. I still, or longer now. I still actually l- love that device. It's a, um, it's part home automation, part digital assistant, part just awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, if you don't know what an Amazon Echo is, go to Amazon.com/echo and you'll soon be signing up to buy one. Uh, <laughs> next would be, uh, and it kind of goes on with the home automation thing. I uh, I just recently switched from Belkin Wemo devices in my house to control my lighting. And I switched to um, the Philips Hue system. Now, the thing about the Hue Philips Hue system is I always thought it was very expensive. I didn't do it because I was like, oh, I don't want to spend the money. But actually now, you can go get the Philips Hue starter kit for $79. That includes the hub to connect all your devices, and it includes two Lux bulbs. The Lux bulbs are not the ones that do the colors. They're just white. But for 79 bucks, you can get started. What I like about the Lux bulbs is they're real cheap. They're fourteen bucks, and for an LED bulb, that's actually right around the ballpark. That's so, like thirteen dollars more than an LED bulb from Walmart. But no, 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 no. I don't think so. They're like How two or three. Are, they're like two or three dollars for, for the real heavy. You, uh, I once I read LEDs. something on Engadget a while back that the best LED bulb currently is Walmart's Great Value bulb that throws really? the best amount wow. of light. So it's, really? it's like two or three dollars. Yeah. Well, I will say I'm pretty happy with the Philips Hue, and oh, yeah. um, I can sit there. And what's nice about it, since it's HomeKit enabled, I can actually take out my phone or watch tack, and I can say, "Hey Siri, turn off the lights," and the lights go off. Now this is just and they come back on. This is indoor or indoor and outdoor. So you can get outdoor lights. So what's nice about the Philips are. You can get regular bulbs, like mm-hmm. incandescent bulbs, you know, the LEDs. Yeah. You can get canned lighting. So if you want to put these in, up and replace your can lighting in your house, you mm-hmm. can do that. They have external outdoor bulbs. They even have some cool little lamps that you can get. So they have a whole range of, of, of lighting products. They even have uh, strip lighting, you know, like the, um, what do you call it, like the LED like the, little the strip strips. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you want to put this on the counter or something or like a bookcase and you want to be all, you know, cool, you mm-hmm. could do that. All works with Siri. The other thing it works with, it does work with Amazon Echo. Okay. So if someone doesn't, so if, say if I have a, a guest come over to my house, and you are know, like, I need to turn on the lights. They could just, if they're near the Echo, they could say, you know, Alexa, turn on the lamps or bedroom lamps or guest bedroom lamps and it comes on. Right. So those are two I recommend. The other um, gift that I gave myself oh, no. last night oh, no. was... You know, we all talk, we always talk about music. You talking about MP3 players. Uh, myself, you know, talking about how much music I left. Tax sits across to me, and he's seen some of my musical uh, collection. Collection, yes, which is impressive. Which is really impressive. Yep, I actually bought a set of headphones last night. Oh, that's not oh, what you, I was expecting. Okay, went ahead and that's pulled the trigger. Good. Okay, and I bought the uh, Edimodix uh, HD3s, which are going to be fantastic. They actually fit in the ear. Um, I have a set of Bluetooth headphones that I use when I exercise or go bike. Well, not really biking, but when I exercise, go to the gym, uh, and it's fine. The problem with these are they really run down your battery, both on the device and your phone. So really, 
the best for sitting and actually actively listening to music. If you don't want canned canned headphones on your ear, mm-hmm. like the ones we're wearing here, is the earbuds and um, just readily direct wired. So the Edimodix HD3s, I did a little research on their web about best you know, quality for listening, true bass, true mids and highs, and these were sort of the best. They also have a good name, and I know a few people who actually have them and they rave about them. They're noise isolating, they're not noise canceling, but if you're looking for a good set of headphones, whether you buy, if you buy the HD3 or not, just look at Edimotix. There's some other ones. Sure makes really good headsets. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a pair of Beats <laughs> back in the day Beats when Beats them. first came out, but I didn't have the Beats cans. I had the in-ear buds, okay. and I hated them. The thing, well, this is the thing. They didn't have much bass, and I'm like, well, I want to hear something. I mean, it, literally, it was so flat. It, I, I brought them back. The one thing I will say about the Beats by Dre earbuds is the build quality is awesome. So are the, you sure you had the buds in your ear? Because it's, it's Beats by Dre, like this. Basses. The Beats bass is what, they, what do. they do. I'm telling yeah. you, unless, unless I got a lemon pear. Oh, man. But I shoved them way up in my ear canal. I'm like, all right. And I cranked <laughs> it up. And I turned on the bass, the bass booster, and I still didn't have anything. I was like, well, you know, I'm not going deaf, I don't think. But... Uh, and that's when I, that's when I brought those back and bought a good old pair of skull candies and <laughs> life was good. Good old skull candies. So I, I'm sure in the next podcast or something after they come in, uh, I'll be like, all right, let's let's review. So I have a question about Echo, right? Amazon Echo. Uh huh. Can you change the name from Alexa to something else? You can. Okay. One other thing though, right? You can call oh. it Will. No. You can call it like Amazon. So you can right? say Amazon. Okay. Yeah. There's only two. Right now, there's only two what? words you can call. You can say Amazon. So you say Amazon, turn off the lights. Um, Amazon, eh, do not this. so much. I, I like I, it's a, it's Alexa to me now. So mm-hmm. you know because you're you're used to, you're, you're used to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't take to. very long to get used to it. It's like yeah, yeah. yeah. Alexa. I'm not looking into it anymore. Yeah. I want to call it something different. I mean, it has to be enough syllables to pick it up. So it can't just be like hey, do this because hey is not a, a good. It's just one syllable. And it's you say that too much, so it has to be like three or more, like three syllables, right? So Amazon, Alexa, I could come up with some hey three Siri names, you know, you know, yeah, that's fitting. I will say though, like like I said, if you're interested, <laughs> if you're interested in the Echo, I will say it really is an awesome device. I mean, you can do a lot with it. Uh, it's really become a home automation piece, mm-hmm. right? Because it talks to devices, right? Um, so I say take a hard look at it. Anything else? Uh, I think that's all I've bought for myself so far. This is going to be kind of be my – because I'm hard to buy for, so I just buy it myself. That's like, what I say. Your, your, your Christmas list isn't really a Christmas list for other people. <laughs> it's a Christmas no, list for no, everything I've talked about. Everything I've talked about are things that I would want to yeah. give other people or people to give me, so it's all good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think that wraps it up. Anyone, any last calls for devices, Tommy, to tack? Phil. That's nope. terrible how you still have a, a problem pronouncing my name. When there's two I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Um, all right. Well, that wraps it up for this podcast. Uh, again, always re- rate us and review us. We're on the Apple iTunes um, podcast store uh, site. We're also on Stitcher. Uh, if you want to send us questions, you can you can email us. And what is that email address, Phil? It is podcast at venue.com. Can you do it phonetically? I can, but let's not do that. All right. So, <laughs> Send us some questions. We love to answer uh, listener emails about enterprise tech, about consumer tech. Um, leave comments on our blog at takethenextturn.com and check us out on the interwebs uh, at blog.venue.com or takethenextturn.com. And we will see you in a week or two. Yeah. Two weeks. <laughs>